Can we find some spiritual silver linings in the very dark cloud of the coronavirus? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. And, again, for anybody listening right now, we're in the midst of what is one of the most radical upheavals of life as we know it, and certainly Jewish communal life as we know it, uh, of modern times. And we are facing a tragic situation where the portions, the Torah portions uh, that close the book of Exodus, Vayakil and Pekudei, will have perhaps the smallest audiences of the past several centuries, perhaps, in, in terms of the scores or hundreds of synagogues that are not going to be operating this weekend, um, and particularly uh, those in very vibrant communities, which would typically be filled, uh, and we're talking about, I, I really don't know numbers, but certainly many thousands of people who would otherwise be listening to the Torah portions this week, who will not be doing so in a, in a communal setting. But we are still capable of studying the portions, and actually required to study the portion, and immerse ourselves in the messages of the portion. And how ironic, Vayakhel and Pekude's themes, these first parshas of the major closures of synagogues around the world, and again, in many communities around the world, uh, the themes Vayakhel means, and he gathered, Moshe gathered together all the Jews, something that we can't really be doing right now. And Pekude focuses on the, uh, as does part of Ayakel actually, on the elements of the construction of the tabernacle, of the Mishkan, and again, that which our synagogue is an ultimate derivative of. We're, we're, we're so out of place. We're reading about these ideas of gathering together and of constructing a tabernacle, and even the reflection on the tabernacle that our shul is meant to be, we, in many communities, don't have. And I know that there are many out there for whom this may sound strange, that either you're listening in communities where there have been no such bans or limitations, or you're listening a few weeks from now, and hopefully this is all over, and, and or you'll be listening years from now and hearing this recording, and what is he talking about? Sounds like Stalinist Russia. But no, the reality is that due to the, the health restrictions in many communities, either being governed by laws or by the authority of the rabbinic community or the uh, encouragement of the doctors, a variety of all of the above, have many, 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 many otherwise very vibrant, very uh, traditional uh, synagogues, shuls, not having services uh, this coming weekend. So we have this kind of contrast. Parsha talks about a gathering. Parsha talks about putting up a tabernacle and, and having everything in place for that communal relationship with God, and we are having to pull back in, be more private, more detached. So I'd like to share some thoughts, again, kind of uh, spiritual silver, li- silver linings, positive takeaways, things that we can maybe utilize to boost ourselves in this hopefully very short period, but being realistic, um, likely to go on for a, a, a little while, while longer. Number one, we talked about the focus on the Mishkan. Parsha focuses on all the elaborate gathering of the funds for the construction of the Mishkan and how it was produced. And for many of us, doors are closed. And we're having to pray to God in our living room or our dining room, which of course is 100% appropriate. 
God can hear us wherever we are. We're missing the boost of Minyan. We're missing the boost of the aura, of the environment of the synagogue, of the shul, of the architecture, which is all meant to support and, and boost our davening. We're missing the extra spirituality of a room that's infused with spirituality. But as we are taking Siddur in hand and praying to God in a more kind of out-of-place environment, uh, kind of out of sync with that uh, boost of the synagogue, maybe we can ponder for a moment and, and bring into our hearts the recognition that even our synagogues in the many, many vibrant communities around the world that all of you are listening to this are ultimately not the temple in Jerusalem. And they're still in exile mode. And even those of you who are listening right now in uh, various communities around Israel, unfortunately, you know, unless by the time this recording gets uh, posted, the temple is rebuilt and we're all on the other side of the wall, I certainly hope that's the case, but if it's not, then we're still praying in exile mode. And if we can't go on the other side of the Kotel and stand there and pray to God in a temple, and which, by the way, outside of any uh, debates in, in terms of halacha consideration of whether we can stand there currently or not, but the, the greatest indication of exile, if a Jew does go over there and he looks like he's praying, he gets arrested by the waqf, and it, we're totally, unfortunately, still uh, distant from having the capacity to pray to God in the ultimate location that is meant to be that point of bond between heaven and earth on the Temple Mount. So, when we're restricted from even utilizing our synagogues, or if we're in our synagogues, but we're spaced at great distance from each other, or if they're simply underpopulated because people are scared to be in public, maybe we can use that as a reminder to give ourselves that little booster shot of inspiration to have greater kavana, greater focus, greater energy, greater passion in turning to God and praying that we get out of this exile mode. We're in an artificial world, even when we're in our quote-unquote normal mode, because we're not living in the land under the circumstances that are ideal, and a booster shot of appreciation that, wow, how artificial our lives really are. Second element, perhaps, we have constantly reminders to be washing our hands, using hand sanitizer, uh, staying at a distance from other people, avoiding uh, various contexts. Well, there's a mitzvah in the Torah of of basically being protective of ourselves. We focus a lot on keeping ourselves healthy, but really, that's meant to be a tool. Keeping our body preserved is a mitzvah to see to it, our body is a tool to allow our neshama to operate, to our, allow our soul to accomplish. We can't give tzedakah without a body. We can't greet a person in an upbeat manner without a body. We can't shake a lulav without a body or eat matzah without a body. The body is the tool that allows the neshama to operate in this world and achieve all of the fuel it needs to be able to be kind of nurtured for its eternity. So the Preservation of the body is a mitzvah. When we do a mitzvah without any regard for the mitzvah, it's debatable and a strong indication that there is no credit. So just turning each of these various acts that we're going to do, being cognizant of the fact that there is a 
mitzvah fulfillment, then each time I wash my hand with that recognition, I'm not just protecting my body, I am elevating my soul. Each time I calculate to stay at a certain distance, I make a decision maybe to avoid a certain setting. If I do so with a recognition, this is what God wants me to do. He wants me to preserve my health and in so doing, have the capacity to continue serving Him, I'm getting a mitzvah for that very decision in that direction. When we do this, we could change the course. Unfortunately, we're going to have to be doing a lot of this. A lot of the hand-washing and sanitizing and these decisions. and uh, Each of these can become spiritual energy. And you know, potentially, that's kind of the midst of the moment. The area we can excel is in being focused on doing this correctly. But a corollary of that is in doing that mitzvah without there being any type of tragic derivative. Meaning, when we do any mitzvah, if I do that mitzvah and I'm stressing other people out, I'm getting them all anxious, or I'm really disruptive, one really has to calculate, is that the right mitzvah of the moment? And really, every single situation has to be analyzed. Well, why is it generating that outcome? Over here where people are pretty stressed. You've got a lot of people who are suffering big time financially. And it's not just the obvious. And again, I know many of you already feel it in terms of significantly lost retirement funds, significantly lost um, funds that were put away for uh, an upcoming uh, life cycle event, uh, purchase of that car, or uh, impact on your businesses. But think about how many other people have been impacted far further. So many people whose livelihood has been significantly affected. People whose businesses are primarily related to manufacturing in China, whose businesses are primarily related to tourism, are primarily related to large public events. There are people who are really teetering on bankruptcy where, you know, three weeks ago, five weeks ago, you know, <laughs> everything was looking up super bright. And now, unless something turns around in the course of two or three weeks, they're at the point of devastation. Um, you know, investments were made, purchases were made, loans were taken out to restock or to invest in. in again, it, it's really stunning how fast the transformation uh, in many, many people's lives. And we pray that it changes for the better. But realizing how stressed people are and realizing that, hey, I want to be protecting my health, I want to be protecting their health as well but being super focused on not boosting the anxiety, not boosting the stress. And being there for the spouse who's been stuck at home because the kids are at home all day and, and stuck with those kids for many, many hours. And of course, we love our kids. We want to be stuck with them, but, you know, can use a break here and there. And the kids are sometimes stressed. The spouse who's going through the, the stress of dealing with the business impact, uh, the, the neighbor, the friend who's being cooped up because they ended up uh, you know, quarantined because they were in the same room with somebody else who tested positive. And the quarantine after day number three or four or seven or eight is becoming really, really difficult. Being there for the other, so being super cognizant of the, the need to be protective of ourselves and the mitzvah of so doing and being very cognizant of the fact that 
others are stressed and how we talk about it, how we address it, you know, balancing that decision. Am I there for them? Am I not there for them? Can I be there for them in another way? Is there something I can provide for them without breaching the quarantine, without breaching my health uh, protection? So again, these are all opportunities to become spiritually excellent there may not be the opportunities we were hoping for right now. We have other plans of how to be doing our various mitzvahs, but each of these can hopefully be a, uh, a boost. I'll toss it out, especially for our Cincinnati crowd, but anybody can get on board on, on doing this. Um, anybody goes to our Colo Partners website, Colo Partners, and looks for the uh, Shabbat Challenge. We've got a challenge. Many of you are stuck at home this Shabbos. Uh, not much in terms of social programming going on. No big parties. No concerts. And what an opportunity to do something to boost Shabbat. What an opportunity to do something that will ultimately be uh, changing the dynamic at home to something of a greater spiritual flavor and that can serve as a great merit of protection for ourselves and hopefully protection for so many others who really are it currently in a state of crisis. Check it out, colapartners.org. Um, if you're listening to this more than a month from now, it may no longer be on the site. Um, actually, maybe colapartners.com. I don't remember if we have it as both. But um, this will be something we do here and there uh, throughout the year as well. We were actually planning on having this in the spring, but pulled it up right now because it's really so appropriate. It's going to be so much uh, easier for people to get into doing something special for this Shabbat uh, where they may normally do nothing or do something very limited, but here, at home with a family anyway, how about turning it into a little bit more of a uh, spiritual experience? So check that out. Join that. I don't think the prizes we can share with people outside of Cincinnati region, but uh, the prize will be the, the boost, the spiritual boost that you get out of it, and I'm fairly certain that uh, anybody who gets on board and does something to upgrade their Shabbat in any way listed there or others that you come up with will be appreciative uh, for having done so. So let's pray that this situation be um, all a a little bit of a nightmare in just a short while, and we're looking back at this and saying, wow, that was strange, but um, while we are in this mode, find the opportunities to be there for each other, to be protective of ourselves, having the mitzvah focus in mind, to be appreciative of our synagogues and longing to get back into them if we can't currently, and those who can be in the synagogues, to be appreciative of the fact you have that blessing where in many communities that's not an option, to be appreciative of the fact <clears throat> that we God gives us His Torah and allows us to study it, and if you are one of the many whose study environment has been disrupted, to be appreciative of that environment and longing for getting back in that environment and jumping at opportunities to substitute the learning in between. And if we constantly are in tune to the kind of these spiritual opportunities that present themselves now to be gaining the, you know, the, the mitzvahs that come with each hand-washing and uh, elevating ourselves in the process, gain the appreciation for our shuls, gain the appreciation for our schools, gain the appreciation for our capacity to do basic things like go to stores and, and interact with people, gain the appreciation, hopefully we will get that possibility back soon and we'll be able to utilize it in even greater ways than we ever did before and we will be capable of turning all situations that life throws us into opportunities through which we can more greatly aspire to achieve our tachlis.